Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Beats. I am your host, Kelly Kennedy, and I am very fortunate to be able to share my tribe as I travel across the globe and meet incredible scientists and doctors and all sorts of practitioners and continue to expand that tribe to help engage and encourage and empower you to learn how your body really works. Because what we know from our heart to yours is that you have all the innate wisdom inside you to heal and that our job is now naturally oriented therapists, medically enlightened doctors and specialists available here at Not Meds Global. The Beats podcast is about helping you understand that you have that power inside and what you need to do to help engage it, to constantly upregulate your ecosystem. Thank you so much for being part of our community. If this resonates with you, please go ahead and share this episode. We are always open to your comments and your questions as always. And welcome back to this week's episode of The Beats. Welcome back to the Beats with Kelly Kennedy. And I seriously hope you're watching this one today. If you're not, you need to go directly to the audio or the visual podcast on Not Meds Global because I have one of my greatest friends and colleagues, Dr. Allison Edmonds, back here at the Beats joining us. And we're kicking this month off in November. It's all about kids and raising healthy humans. She just wrote a book we're going to talk about. But Allison is wearing a pirate hat and a, um, a, a patch, and I'm wearing rainbow glasses because we got to remember that we got to keep it fun and light because this is going to get not so light pretty quick. And we have some serious things abreast uh, and ahead of us to really create healthy humans, but we wanted to keep it light and fun. So from <laughs> our heart to yours, here's the beats today with Dr. Allison Edmonds. And Dr. Allison, thank you so much for joining us again thank today. You. Thank you. Do you want to say anything about your pirate hat? Um, well, other than I'm looking awesome right now, um, I love that you said we just have to keep it fun. That's what we say every day in the office, like, and, and we say our prayer and dance, like, and let's, let's keep it fun. Cause yeah. if, if it's not fun, we're just not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause basically we're just five years old at heart and, uh, we just like to run and play and have fun. That's really what we're about. So exactly. we're going to dive in and get a little serious. We're going to take our little eyeglasses off and our little pirate masks here for you all. But um, in all on serious and honesty, Dr. Allison has written a book that's coming out very soon at a theater near you. No, it actually <laughs> is coming out when we recorded this. It wasn't out yet, but it will be out as of tomorrow. And um, yes, how to grow a healthy human is the title. I'm trying to figure out how to get off my glasses. It's pretty funny. Oh, you taught me. I know. And now I'm like, how did you get that off so darn fast? There we go. Okay. So um, what we want to do is really, um, I'm going to let her lead today because, you know, she's the stroke today and I'm just in the back of the boat. If you don't know a rowing analogy, you don't know Allison and I. <laughs> so she's going to stroke for everybody and teach you um, a little bit about what's the status and why she wrote a book of how to raise a healthy human. And we are so appreciative of this being our month of helping get our, like I said, our next generation to be healthier, which is of course near and dear to my heart, not only as a practitioner, but particularly as a mom. And Allison is also a mom. And so what do you have to share with us today, Dr. Allison? Um, well, I will, I'll show you the cover because Oh, it's a picture of you. Oh, this so is Titus. So um, 
And this is this is why we do these things, right? Uh, he's three and a half now, but really, um, I'm I'm a chiropractor by trade, and I did a lot of additional training in pediatrics, and I love taking care of kids and and pregnant ladies. Just um, just taking care of the mechanical component is so beautiful to watch a person's nervous system then really just do what it's designed to do, which is heal. And so that was a way that I was able able to help people facilitate their healing and. I tell you what, we just have more and more sick kids coming in, more and more sick kids. And, and the statistics are, and this is where it gets really deep and really hard and why we all tear up. Um, but this is, this is so sad. This is the first generation of children not expected to outlive their parents. And if that doesn't punch you in the gut, in the face, I mean, it's, it's terrible. But unfortunately, this is the world that our kids are growing up in. We are living in the most toxic generation ever known to mankind. And um, a lot of that starts even before the child is born. So I want to challenge you guys, maybe click on the link that is there um, or go to YouTube and look up 10 Americans. The Environmental Working Group did a phenomenal study and they studied 10 Americans and they looked for um, pesticides and flame retardants and all kinds of damaging chemicals that they knew to have neurotoxic effects. Um, they have uh, cancerous effect. I mean, dramatic problems are caused by these chemicals and they found they found all these chemicals in these 10 americans and then he said you know even the pesticides like they weren't farmers they weren't this they weren't that they took all of the 10 samples from cord blood of babies that were still in the womb and they found over 287 chemicals um, so what we know is our child's health starts way before they're even conceived so it really has been my mission and drive now to create awareness of that so that we can prepare our body to grow a healthy human. And that's really where this started. Um, so let's just unpack that and let that land for a minute. So essentially we are now giving birth to a generation that will not outlive their parents statistically for the first time ever. We are supposedly smarter than all of our predecessors, yet we are not using that intelligence somehow because our children are becoming sicker instead of healthier. And so when they did the study of 10 Americans, regardless of their industry of which they found themselves in, they had all these environmental toxins from pesticides, insecticides, glyphosates, and all the other things. And then they went so far as to take the core blood of infants the core blood when the child is still in utero. So taking blood from the placenta and uh, 286, 87 chemicals were found in that core blood. That's a lot. So thank God we have people like Dr. Allison raising awareness and coming up with solutions. So the point is that we want to create an environment in our bodies that if we're becoming pregnant, that we get that as clean as possible, as healthy as possible, not only for ourselves, but for the human that we're going to be growing. Well, yeah. you all are going to be growing. Kelly is done growing humans. <laughs> Everybody else wants to grow humans. <laughs> so, yes. So where do we go now? Now we know devastating news. Where, what else do we need to know? Before well, we 
I think the first place we go is we kind of check in and we're like, okay, well, how do I know if I have those chemicals? Number one, maybe you're sick. Maybe your energy is terrible. Maybe you're stressed. You know, your adrenals are off. Maybe you have thyroid condition. Maybe you have diabetes. Maybe you have, maybe you have a condition and maybe you don't. That is not necessarily an indicator of what toxins are in your body. Um, and so testing is really important. I don't know if you want to like, um, dive into that, but proper testing is so, so important. Typically when something's going on and you go to your general practitioner, there's a panel that they'll run. Um, but that's not always giving you the answers that you fully need. Um, let's see, can I show you a picture of a cell? Yes, please do. (laughs) Geeks would love to see a picture of a cell. Okay. I knew, I knew it. I knew it. Okay. And, oh, can can you share screen still? Is it still up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Woo. Can you see that? God love her. Look at her. Wait a second. Look at that. Okay. Can you, can you see this cell right here? Okay. So when we talk about toxins, we know they're creating inflammation. And one thing to understand is it's not like inflammation, like you sprained your ankle and it just swelled up. I mean, sometimes we feel inflamed, right? And we can't lose weight and things like that. But um, inflammation is happening at a cellular level. So when we're talking about all the toxins, which you hear all the time, that was like the number one Googled word in 2018, I think, to toxins. Um, But they're stored in fats and the membrane of every one of our cells is made of fats. And so here's a healthy cell. And the the membrane is the thing around the cell, the outside of the cell. It's like the package that the cells inside of just because not everybody's a science geek. So we speak that maybe some people don't understand. And I just, I'm really present to what, you know, making sure they understand that because this is what she's about to tell. I already know what she's about to say because it's so key. And it's why, go ahead, tell them about the membrane. Okay. No. And I mean, pull those things out anytime because sometimes you just roll. So, okay. The, the membrane is really important because it has these tiny little receptors on it. Right. And then outside the cell, we have our hormones. So insulin, T3, T4, all of your sex hormones, leptin, um, very important things that have to get bind to a receptor and get their message in the cell for the cell to function properly, to do whatever it is designed to do. Um, we also have little energy factories, our little mitochondria, they're like giving off a residual toxin that has to get out of the cell. So there's a constant passing of things. Um, now what happens when you're exposed to toxins and your air, water, food, and, and everything else, um, this membrane gets inflamed. And for the sake of time, just imagine that membrane, like these two lines, it gets inflamed, it will block out these receptors. So it's like, here's the receptors on the cell. It gets so swollen, it blocks them. Okay. So what happens is if you're looking at the picture, the membrane is the circle and the receptors are the little antennas that are sticking out of it, the little lines. And, And those are like the, like the keyholes to go, Hey, I'm looking for certain things. I'm looking for certain things, but if this membrane is inflamed, it'll go and like almost absorb the receptors, if you will, so that the body can't see those. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So um, she's okay. really smart. I, I'll make it dumb. I don't know if you can Nicole. see it. So, so the member, can you see that at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. So the membrane inflames, it blocks the receptors. So you're like, Hey, I'm just not really feeling well. Something's a little bit off. So you go and you get your blood work and they say, Oh, look, your insulin looks good. Your T3, T4, all your, everything looks good. Right. But what's happening is they're not getting their message in the cell because of the inflammation. 
Um, and so that's like really key foundational point to understand. So when we're talking about getting these toxins out, um, we also have to do some of the repairing. Um, so let me ask you, what is, let's see, do you want me to dive in maybe like just give you some tools like, hey, here's the top four things that you can um, really kind of tackle with the toxins or talk about. Well, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. So what causes a lot of this inf inflammation, right? Like people are like, well, is inflammation, like you said, there, there's some good inflammations, like I sprained my ankle and it, it creates its own cast, but a chronic inflammation, what causes chronic inflammation? And we know inflammation causes illness. You know, I'd say 2018, it was probably toxins. And in the last two years, I'd say inflammation is probably the most uh, Googled word out there is inflammation and inflammation can ca be caused by many things. So where would you start and what does cause inflammation? So on a, on a much deeper level, we absolutely know that we can have potential hidden infections. We have heavy metals. Um, we have mold exposures. We have things on a deeper level. Um, but we also know that things like pesticides, glyphosate, um, the, the, let me show you this just picture. Actually, it might be backwards on here. I hope not. Is it backwards? No, it's not. No. Nope. Okay. Um, so food, water, plastics, and dental. That is the, the four things that we really broke down in the book um, because there's a million things out there. And if you can tackle those four, it's going to be instrumental. So um, with food, I'll just kind of draw, is that okay? Or is this yep, a little bit? Sure. Okay. Um, it needs to be organic, non-GMO, no added hormones, and it needs to be nutrient dense. So um, one of the cool things about writing a book is as I was going through the resources, like you just end up researching 20 things more than you did before. And there was a study done in Denmark and they looked at 950 women and they tested their urine for pesticides. They, you know, documented the amounts and then they followed their children until they were like two to four years old. And they made note of whether those children had been diagnosed or exhibit, exhibited symptoms of ADD and ADHD. And what they found was a direct correlation to the higher pesticide levels, apologize about that, um, the higher pesticide levels to those children then having ADD or ADHD. And so what they so the moms had high levels of pesticides and then the kids had ADHD just for clarity because there was a little noise yes. in the background. So just let's verify that. So 950 women from Denmark were tested. They had high pesticide levels circulating in their blood system. And then their kids were diagnosed with ADHD. Yes. All of them? Um, not, I mean, there was a direct correlation. So oh, they said, okay, yes. Okay. Yeah. So the women that had the higher pesticides were much more likely to have children diagnosed with those things. Um, and what, what they were really explaining and looking at was how a pesticide, um, like when you're getting non-organic things or even some of the organic things, if you're not washing them properly, we know. Um, but as those pesticides, even though they're passing through the urine, they're still doing damage on the way through your body. So they're affecting the DNA, whether some people talk about how the codes can get turned on and off. Some people talk about how it's just like a dimmer switch like you, but bottom line is pesticides are affecting our DNA and our future children's DNA. So um, if you're thinking about growing a human, go organic, absolutely with everything. Um, you know, I really was surprised too, when I just started looking up organic versus non-organic in YouTube and, you know, just various places, um, how there's so much misinformation on that. Like, I just kind of thought, oh yeah, organic, it's, it's the world we live in. Um, 
but it's not everyone's reality. So I just want to stress the importance of, hey, make it your reality if you're going to grow a little human. <laughs> and there are different levels of organic, and maybe we can do a show about that at some point. USDA organic, non-GMO, like all these things, natural, just throw it out. Natural means nothing. But, you know, just know that organic is a label that has also been um, manipulated. That's a good word. And you've got to really be um, a skilled reader. Uh, Andrea, her good friend and mine, and I went to the grocery store last night. And it took us way longer than it would take two people to walk through a grocery store. And we were even at Whole Foods and she's showing me something. I'm showing her something. And then we would look and we're like, yeah, but we can't do that because it's got sunflower or, oh, no, we can't do that because it's got this. And, you know, it's like. It, it takes longer, no doubt, but then you just find your foods. And then we noticed that we were putting the same thing. I was like, oh yeah, we eat those chips. Oh yeah, we do that. Oh yeah, we do that because that's what's work. That's what's clean. That's what we know. We've already done the research. We've read the labels, but be diligent in reading labels and then understanding what's on the label. Yeah. And it does, it, it's so worth it. You get a rhythm and then it's just, you know what you get. And um, I think the coolest thing is we have the opportunity to teach our kids because let's say you have five, six, or even 16 year olds that don't want to change up their food and things like that. We do know that if something is genetically modified, it's going to contain glyphosate. And we know that glyphosate is driving heavy metals and other toxins to a deeper level um, that, that is really damaging our brains, like brain fog, we all joke about, but it's like legit. And when your teenagers have brain fog and can't get through high school, like, I mean, it's, it's escalating much faster than before. Because it's all about regulation, right? It's the body can no longer regulate for the assault, the burden that we're putting it under. And what Dr. Allison is saying is essentially start cleaning up now, get organic so that at least you're not putting in so much that your body has to regulate for because the food is easy to deal with. You've got all sorts of environmental other toxins that you're up against. And so you can clean up the food. That's the easiest. Once you get into a rhythm, we know it's not easy in the beginning, but it will get easier. Um, yes. Okay. So the next one is water. You want uh, to from heavy metals, fluoride and chemicals. Um, so the reason we broke down these, like the, um, the food, water and the plastics were, I mean, your personal care product, we know that there are just toxins everywhere, but these are the things you're putting in your body all day long, like all the time. So right. the most frequent exposures. Um, but this is really, really important. I would encourage you if you're just to have your water tested wherever, like if it's your home or your office that you're drinking most of your water, have it tested. Doctors data has a really great one, but I'm sure there's a lot of great ones online too. Maybe you have one. Um, after going to Kelly's, um, I got a little baby Berkey for my office. So, um, that's a nice, I mean, a really practical. Yeah. Inexpensive, you know, yeah. I do suggest you remineralize and restructure. Of course, we just spent a month on water in October and talking about all different types of water, but Variety is the key and water is so key. And, you know, I'm a water freak. I've been a water snob my whole life, I think. And there's so much to water that we could talk about, but I totally agree with Dr. Allison that the, it's one of the most frequent things that we expose ourselves to, and we got to be mindful of that. And so any other, like for our kids too, with water, like, what do you recommend we feed our children? I mean, I know we're not there yet. We're talking about getting the body ready, but 
it freaks me out when people are like, oh, I'll have a Coca-Cola for my kid. And, you know, this Gatorade, like my kids in, in football and they gave all the kids Gatorade. And I was like on the sidelines the other day, I was like, why is Silas drinking an orange Gatorade? And, and he, and she, he, Silas, Ian was like, oh, the, one of the moms brought it and they gave it to all the kids. And I was like, oh, okay, he's working out his liver then today. And that's okay. It's just one Gatorade for his whole life. He's eight, but and I noticed he only drank a little bit of it and he, he didn't finish it. Probably tasted like syrup to him. Oh, I'm sure it tasted disgusting, but yeah. Anyway, water is huge. What kind of water? What's the quality of the water? Cold water, hot water. Like, is there water in my iced tea? Does that count? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know that this is valid, but I heard someone one time say that if there's anything else in your water, your body's going to process it like food. Like your, you know, your blood sugar is going to, or your insulin is going to go up. It's going to just process it like that. So, um, I would not count your tea as your water or, or anything else. And a lot of other substances too, like, um, a Coke or, and by Coke, I just mean a pop, you know, right. um, but any, pop, any, pop, any kind of soda, whatever you say over there in PA, um, but it actually can further dehydrate you. So um, we did, we actually did a simple, uh, and I hope this is good since I'm dropping the name, but an, uh, an Aquasana whole house filter with a UV light and all that shenanigans. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to put my baby in the bathtub. I don't want him soaking in pesticides. Cause we live in the middle of cornfields, like, and, and it's inevitable. Um, so cool to move on. Yep. Cool. Next. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to change it up. We're going to talk about dental first, and then we're going to come back to plastics because that's going to lead into hormones, which I can't wait to just kind of blow your mind with the hormone thing. Good. Not your mind, but I'm sure you yeah, know most I'm of sure it. I'm sure mine too. Yeah, okay, so the, the dental part, this is so, so important because um, you will donate half of your metals to your children, like the ones that you grow in your womb. And it's they're passed for four generations. So you got your mamas and your grandmas, like, I mean, for four generations. And so if you've had any vaccinations, including flu shots, um, if you have several, sil sil let's say what silver fillings, sorry about amalgam. that. They're really amalgam. Yes. Am calling them silver is crazy. Okay. Yes. Amalgam. But if you open your mouth and they are silver, yes. Silver in color. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, um, I mean, also depending on what's in your water, um, fluoride will leach lead out of the pipe. So you can have lead in your body from that or, or whatever your occupation is. If you have heavy metals in your body, you're going to donate them to your future children. So cleaning up your mouth is such an important component pre-pregnancy. Um, I actually did. I got very sick when I got some of my final amalgams. I had nine amalgams. I was so sick and I couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um, and I had a, I mean, a really amazing turnaround as I got those removed. And since then I have been taking care of patients. I mean, it's beautiful to watch someone with severe anxiety, like debilitating, can't, can't do their job anymore. She was an attorney. I'll just use one story that actually I shared in the book. Um, she was an attorney, a mom of two, married, like all these great things. And her anxiety just kept building, 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 building. We were working on some detox, um, really kind of, sorry about that. It's okay. No worries. Um, we were working on some detox, kind of mild, um, but it wasn't until she had the, the, the amalgams removed 
and did some more detox that she fully regained her health. I mean, the kids got their mom back. It was amazing. But again, even if you're not sick from those, um, it's really, really powerful to get those out and clean up that residual stuff before, before growing a human. So the other thing with the dental um, is, is hidden infections. So um, this is something like if you've had a root canal or um, cavitations, those hidden infections can kind of fester in there, decreasing your immune system, um, decreasing the way that your body responds to all of their toxins, really. Um, so having, having those checked out, and I know I'm just kind of firing a list at you, but um, the other thing that has recently come to mind is that the sealants that they put on your teeth contain BPA. So let's dive into the plastic section. Um, you, if you have been trying to get pregnant, hopefully one of the first things that pops out, even of general practitioners or people that are not that aware of toxins, um, they say, oh, we'll quit drinking out of plastic water bottles. And everything says BPA-free, right? BPA-free everywhere, um, which unfortunately we know now that they're you know, slightly modifying that um, polymer so that it is it's not BPA, but it's still another damaging plastic. So what happens is the plastics, when they go in your body, they're mimicking our hormones. And so plastics can booger up your hormones. I mean, I want to say faster than anything, but let's be honest, we don't really know that for sure. <laughs> um, do you have something to say about that? Well, always, but um, when do I not have something to say? It's very hard for me to keep my mouth at one of these podcasts. Sometimes. And this is not a Gatorade. This is like... Yeah. Yeah. Just so we, yeah. Anybody watching or drink a red liquid, um, but plastic, you know, I, again, they're manipulating that, but the, there's so much plastic in so many ways. And oh, I just drank out of plastic. It was there. an emergency. It was an emergency situation. I need some electrolytes. Cause I was like, you know, okay, go ahead. Sorry. But everything in moderation and yeah. it, you know, you can drain anything out. It's the you know, oh, I have a plastic water bottle, then I'm going to fill it, refill it up with other water. And then I'm going to put it in the freezer. So it's nice and cold. And it's, you know, there's a lot to that, but there's plastic in just more than that. I mean, you know, there's plastic water jugs and, and plastic in the milk that people drink, which there's, there's plastic in our baby's diapers. Yeah. And, and we're absorbing it through our skins and, and there's so much too cleaning up the environment so your body doesn't have to deal with it is really what it boils down to, right? Like you are a filter, so you can either buy a bunch of filters or you can limit what your body has to filter. Yeah. So, um, is it okay if I show my test now? Would that be? Yeah, sure. Um, so so at this point though, let me just summarize what you're sharing. Yeah. Testing is really key. Whether you're testing your water, you're testing your body, see what your baseline is, see what you're starting with, and then find the solutions that will clean that test up. And by cleaning up our environment, the things we're most exposed to, which is our food, our water, dental, dental materials, as well as plastics. And now she's going to show you some evidence of this because Dr. Allison is become aware of all this. And so she wants to grow another healthy human. So she started fast and furiously to figure it out on the better, you know, I mean, Titus is beautiful and healthy and all that, but you know, we all optimize constantly. The more we know, the more we want to implement. And so she wanted to implement even a more healthy human than Titus is. And so here we go. So with the, well, we talked about the pesticides being eliminated in the urine, even though they're doing the damage on the way through. The plastics are actually staying in our body. So um, the PFOAs are like, I don't know if, um, 
I don't want to say the whole word because I'm going to booger it up, beer but the PFOAs, the things that are found in nonstick cookware. Um, yeah. Okay. So those are also um, very damaging. So, um, and parabens. So I have this environmental toxin test and I did this test looking for, it's a urine test, looking for plastics and um, phthalates and all, all kinds of things, even glyphosate. And then um, Titus was potty training at the time. And I was like, well, I better just test Titus too. And it was really eye-opening to see um, where where he was at with a lot of those things. And then you can kind of take it two ways as a parent. And one, you're like, oh my gosh, what have I done? And I'm racking my brain. I'm like, how is he getting phthalates? And then I realized we just started wearing pull-ups that were not the you know, organic, amazing, natural ones he was wearing. Like, And I found out there was phthalates in that brand of pull-ups. And I was like, I mean, he doesn't drink out of plastic or eat out of plastic. You know, it's just, you're racking your brain. But the thing that I think is most powerful for, about testing is coming to a place where you can be aware, receive the information just as information, and then create an action step and not, um, not as, as condemning or anything like that. So um, yeah, this is, this is my personal test that I'm going to share with you. That's very kind. No HIPAA law broken hair. It's her own test. <laughs> That's right. So um, can you see that? Yep. <clears throat> okay. So you can see on the far right, it says 611-2020. Um, and this DMTP and the triclosan, I mean, these were super high in the red. The other red one um, is the NA, NAHP. Um, and then there, there are descriptions of this, but this phosphate, this top one right here is an organic pesticide. Um, so I then looked into washing my vegetables in a, in a brand new way. Um, and that is definitely important. The triclosan, well, I don't need to explain what each one of these are, but bottom line is we can look at the, the glyphosate, the phthalates, parabens. Again, they've, they've found parabens in tumors that they've, they've extracted from breast tissue. The methyl, the para, the butyl, anything that ends in paraben on the end of your stuff, throw it in the trash. Like, see ya. It just needs to be gone because I haven't touched anything that I know of with parabens in at least over 15 years. And I still had residual levels, look, of 610. Um, so here's the cool part. Um, I went to see Kelly. Uh, I did, I did art, like I did our true cellular detox. I did, I did so many amazing things. Honestly, anything I could get my hands on, anything that I could do to um, get the toxins out of my body at a deeper level. This is important. It wasn't just like, you know, some cilantro and chlorella and call it a day. Um, there, it was, all the things. <laughs> all the things. Sometimes it takes all the things. Um, and so then you can see the current levels. Uh, some of these I've almost cut in half, specifically this, um, this other pesticide, which had uh, direct implications on hormones. Um, the BPA, you can see, I mean, that went down just a little bit. Literally everything is down. And what was the time frame of this test, Dr. Allison? Like this is about nine months. Nine months. Yeah. So, well, that's an interesting time frame. Nine months. So knowing that the child absorbs half of our toxins for four generations. If you had been pregnant when you started that, your baby would absorb all those toxins that you just got rid of. Yeah. This is Let true. that land for a minute, folks. 
because babies are amazing, but they're parasites, number one, and number two, <laughs> they take everything from us and they take everything, good, bad, and ugly. So she, if she had gotten pregnant when she started that in June of 20, the half a toxin that came out through her pee, her poop, her sweat, and her breath, and her, I believe also the bleeding of the menstruation cycles of a way the body detoxifies, but it's not science. It's my theory. So all of those things that she did to increase her drainage, to increase her cellular drainage or her cellular detox rather and lymphatic drainage essentially took half of her toxic load. Now, if she gets pregnant, when she gets pregnant, that baby will all have half of the amount of those. And listen, do you hear baby's still going to have some toxic load? There's no way to get around it at this point in time right now. We're hopefully, no, now we're hopefully, we're changing that all together as a community because we're waking people up. We're making them aware that what we put in and on our body has to be filtered out. And so we're going to stop living any way other than a biological lifestyle so that we upregulate our ecosystems all the time. Yet right now in the environment we live is pretty darn toxic, but you can eliminate those toxins with your lifestyle and look at what she's done in nine months. That's impressive. It really is. I mean, to cut all those in half. <clears throat> And you would have known that you would have made, um, did you feel better through those nine months? I'm curious. Um, I would say it took at least six or seven to start feeling better. So let me tell you what I was feeling. And maybe that'll be helpful sometime, like just for people kind of um, like putting yourself on a little bit of a scale, I guess. Yeah. Um, you again, testing is really cool. I have a quiz in the book. And it goes through your energy levels, um, whether you've taken birth control, you know, your cycle and, or is your cycle off? Like all, all of these. Can we do um, that today for them? Would you mind? Sure. Sure. So, okay. And the reason it's so hard because we have been like trained, okay, get, get through school, maybe, maybe get married, maybe what, whatever your path was, you probably had a little bit of an order. Um, maybe. Sometimes there's beautiful miracles that are not planned, tiny humans, um, but you may have had an order and it's like, okay, don't get pregnant. Don't get pregnant. Don't get pre Okay. I'm ready to get pregnant. And people are just, I'm ready to start a family. And that's kind of where I was at until I found out this information. I was like, whoa, whoa, I've got a detox. So, um, but I know not everybody's in that position. So that's why I built the quiz because there's some simple things that um, I feel can wake us up a little bit. But what I will say about this test is whether you have symptoms like terrible symptoms or no symptoms at all. Um, this is a great place to start. Well, wait, before you go to the quiz, how did okay. you feel? We were starting that and then I got her all over the place today, folks. Sorry. We we are so excited about seeing each other in like a week that we probably <laughs> shouldn't have started off being all goofy and silly, but we have a lot of fun together and we got to keep it light because as I said, this can get very depressing very fast. I mean, it gets to the point where you're like, I don't want to have a kid. Like that's just too much, but you know, we all like, that's the propagation of life and not everybody has to choose to have children. I certainly, I, well, I wasn't surprised to have Silas. I am surprised I have Silas. He was planned, but it was very late in my life. I decided to have a child. And I think honestly, it was something in my nervous system that was like, I never wanted to have a kid because I felt very toxic. And it wasn't until I'd been in this industry for over 20 years that I finally was like, okay, I think I'm clean enough now. I won't give enough of my crap, both on the physical, emotional and vibrational level to my child that I feel like I can actually deal with whatever has got, he's got going to have happen here. She's going to have happen. So, you know, 
we will stay focused here and we will get her to tell us about how she felt a little bit through the process of those nine months. And, you know, cause she's a healthcare practitioner. She lives this way. She gets adjusted all the time. Her husband's a chiropractor as well. She has a flow prezzo. She's got tools up, uh, up, you know, she's got the tools, but she still was dealing with symptoms because she was two years, three years away from having oh, a baby. This brings up an amazing point because I think so, so many people, we make that list and we're like, oh, no wonder I'm tired. No wonder I'm stressed. No wonder I'm feeling anxious. No wonder my cycle is off because stress affects your cycle. And we just like, we check all these boxes like, oh, I know why I don't feel that way. Um, but at the end of the day, our bodies were built to handle stress. And waking up on a day that I knew my body couldn't handle stress and then like, and detoxing and healing and then waking up like today I woke up and I was like, oh, I feel like myself today. This is, it's amazing. Like you can do whatever you want. You can tackle the world. Um, so let's dive into this. The point of this quiz is what I'm trying to say was to pull out these things um, that you may be experiencing that can give you an indication that, hey, you, you might need to detox. You might not be healthy, not healthy enough to grow a human. You could still probably grow a human, um, but healthy enough to really thrive through your pregnancy, thrive through the postpartum. And um, okay. How did you feel? Wait, wait, she still, she still hasn't answered the question. How did you feel nine months throughout this time period when you were detoxing before you show us the quiz? Um, some days terrible. I, I have a history though. I had a history of uh, heavy metals. I had a history of cat scratch fever, which is typically like a Lyme, um, like a co-infection, just like Lyme. Um, so fatigue. I mean, I literally would adjust in the morning, go home at lunch, crash, sleep, like nap for an hour and then drag myself up, put on a happy face and go again for the afternoon. That's, that's what they want. That's what I wanted them to hear that you were exhausted. You were functionable, but ill and exhausted regardless of diagnosis. Yeah. Did you have brain fog? Oh, it was so bad. Like I couldn't count backwards. Like if I had a, an interview with Kelly at one and it takes me 15 minutes to get there and I need to prepare this, and I need to, like, I couldn't count backwards. It was silly little things like that. We all know can wreck your day. <laughs> yeah. And, and how, were you sleeping? I was sleeping all the time, okay. all the time. Um, and I have You're to say restful that, sleep. Um, no, well, I mean, I would wake up and then you know, 45 minutes later, I was ready to take a nap. Mm. So, um, my cycle was always regular. Okay. However, um, we, I did a Dutch complete and looked at my hormones and things were all kinds of out of whack. Um, my progesterone was so low. I did not want to even grow a human at that point because we know progesterone is needed to maintain a pregnancy. Um, I mean, to be real raw here, I had terrible anxiety. Like I worried about everything. I fretted about everything. And it's so crazy how those little infections and, and just all that stuff, it will, it will rise when your body is stressed, whether it's stressed with chemical things, physical things, or emotional things. Um, I mean, I could even throw in here that I thought I was ready to grow a human in the spring of 2020 when the world went to pot pit when, I don't know, like okay. the pot, the toilet. Right. <laughs> um, and I got so stressed. Um, I did a Dutch panel a couple months after that, looking at my hormones again, they tanked, they totally flipped from where they were before and they, and they tanked. So, um, 
golly, it just lesson after lesson after lesson. I feel like I have learned how the physical, the chemical and the emotional components are so, so important. Um, and that is why my favorite section in the book is the foundational strategies for health and healing. We go through the physical, um, which we talk a lot about the lymph because I interviewed Kelly for the book. Um, talk about all the different ways they can work on that. Uh, we talk about chiropractic for your nervous system, um, for healing, not just growing a human, but then it's cool too. When, when you have your baby, um, we talked about acupuncture, we talked about, uh, craniosacral therapy and fascial release. And then we talked about the chemical things, right? Like the, the food, water, all those chemicals, but then also like nutrition components, like what, what do you need? Um, and then the emotional section is, I mean, it's just huge. And now I'm rambling. So if you want to dive into this test. <laughs> no, that was great. That Thank you for sharing. And I know that that, I, I didn't expect you to really talk about the anxiety, but I'm honored. So let me say this. Yeah, it was um, because it was always something in my head because number one, I'm a driver. Number two, I'm a healthcare provider and I take care of people. Um, I was like, I don't have anxiety. Like I'm not depressed. I'm not, we just, no, no, no. I'm not accepting that, which is all great. But let me just tell you, I, I did go out and spend a couple days um, at the True Wellness Center. I worked with Kelly, I worked with her husband, Ian, worked with Sarah. Um, some things were tortured. I'm just kidding. They weren't like even the naso, like you Thank learned. You it's you learned. <laughs> You learn to love it. Um, but I think that one of the most powerful things, no offense to you, was was the emotional release that I did with Ian. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so amazing how things can get stuck in your body. Um, and one of the things that was stuck was I had a really hard delivery with my son Titus. And so again, oh my gosh, we didn't even talk about the hormones. We've got to talk about that. So we will, we will. I don't um, get there. So, okay. So are you healthy enough to grow a human? Whether you're sick or not, just use this quiz to give, like, to bring out information. Oh, where'd it go? Here we go. <clears throat> okay. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. Some people are just listening. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, for each question, uh, there's going to be five different answers and you choose, I'll say number one, and it's this. And then I'll say the one after it so you can remember and like write that down. So score yourself, excuse me. There's only six questions, but there's five responses to each one. Okay, so most days, number one, I am fatigued and I get sick often. If that's you, write down one. Number two, I'm tired and depleted, but I have some good days. That's number two. Uh, number three, half of the time I feel like myself, half of the time I don't. That's number three. Uh, number four, I have more days feeling invincible and very few low energy days. That's number four. Uh, or five, I am superwoman. I can do anything I want, anytime I want. That's number five. So give yourself a score for number one. Okay, the second one is about sleep. So um, number one, I sleep restlessly, wake up throughout the night, and I wake up tired. That's number one. Number two, I wake up in the night, but I go right back to sleep. That's number two. Number three, I sleep restlessly, but don't wake up. Number three. Okay. So number four is most days I wake up rested. Some days I feel tired. Um, or are you a number five where you wake up rested and you're ready to go? I'm taking the quiz too. This is fun. Oh, good. Um, so number three is about your energy. So number one, it's hard to get off the couch. Number one. Number two, you have more bad days than good. 
That's number two. Number three, I am energized for basics, but not much past that. It's like, okay, I did the laundry and the dishes check and now I'm passing on the couch. Like that's number three. Number four, most days I can be the energizer bunner, but I bunny, excuse me, the energizer bunny, but I do have some rough days. That's number four. Or number five, I am the energizer bunny. Okay, number four is about exercise. Number one, I don't exercise, but when I do, it tanks me for the day. Number two, I need a short rest and then I'm okay after I exercise. Uh, number three, exercise has no effect on the rest of my day. Number four, exercise sometimes energizes me and sometimes it drains me. Number five, ener exercise energizes me for the day. Okay, and the this fifth section is about anxiety. Um, one, it's daily, constant, and debilitating. Uh, number two, it's constant, but I have some good days. Number three, only specific situations cause anxiety. That would be number three. Uh, anxiety is occasional, but I can reframe and cope. That would be number four. So write down a four if anxiety is occasional, but I can reframe and cope. And then give yourself a five if Hakuna Matata is your, your motto. It means no worries, right? When I first saw the word, I couldn't tell what it was. I was like, what is that word? I've never seen that word. <laughs> you want me to sing this song for you? Down. I've Can just you never seen it written down. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, number six is about your cycle. Um, give yourself a number one if you are on a form of birth control or you have debilitating cramping, heavy flow, and PMS. Give yourself a two if your period is sporadic and you never know what to expect or when to expect it. Number three, every couple of months my period is on time, but with cramps and irritability. Number four, my period is consistent, but I still have cramping and moodiness. Number five, my period is very consistent, five days or less of bleeding and minimal PMS. And for the record, that would be a normal, healthy period that it's constant, five days or less, and minimal PMS symptoms. Some people don't know what like a healthy period even looks like. Um, like, oh yeah. I appreciate bringing that because when people are like, oh, I have symptoms of menstruation, I'm like, the only symptom of menstruation you should have is that you're bleeding from your vagina. That's it. <laughs> exactly. The only symptom you should have. And trust me, I mean, I if I had answered this quiz 25 years ago when I started this industry, I would have very different answers to, I, to today. But uh, I did not know what a regular cycle was until I was like 30, I don't know, I don't know, like 33 years old. And it's been super regular ever since. But, and the only, the only symptom I have is bleeding. That's the only yeah. symptom you should have. Oh, except the day before I often find myself eating a burger and I'm like, oh, must be, I'm getting my period tomorrow. Let me check my period tracker. Sure enough, I'm getting my period tomorrow because today is the day I want red meat. The only time I want red meat. But that's the only symptom I have is I probably have a little low iron. So um, when we finish this quiz, make sure you reroute me back to that hormone piece. And everybody like, I mean, this is, this is so key. And obviously we're talking about how to grow a healthy human. We have to talk about your hormones. Um, so I just want to revisit that like healthy period here in just a minute. Okay. Okay. So add up your score. Okay. And then um, I'm going to ask you questions and for every yes answer you're going to subtract one point from your original score okay cool. so maybe this next section just keep score of your yeses 
just like a tally mark. And then we're going to okay. subtract that from your score. So okay. um, number one, have you ever been diagnosed or suspected to have mononucleosis, um, mono or Epstein-Barr virus? Uh, two, have you ever had a flu shot? If it's a yes, it's a point. Number three, if you were, were you vaccinated as a child? Um, do you or did you ever have amalgam silly silver little, little, little amalgam fillings, the silver ones in your mouth? Uh, number five, do you have any root canals? Number six, do you use personal care products that contain sulfates and parabens? Number seven, have you taken any form of birth control? Any, the ring, the pill, shot. Yeah. The copper IUD even. Yeah. Yeah. Any of them. Um, because ultimately they affect your hormones, whether it is a hormone or isn't a hormone, they're affecting your hormones. That's the whole point of this, the game. Um, okay. Number eight, do you have difficulty handling stress? Like, yes, we're stressed all the time, but like, are you like max capacity there? Okay. Number nine, have you struggled to conceive or had a miscarriage? Number 10, have you been diagnosed or suspected to have Lyme's disease? Have you, number 11, have you been diagnosed or suspected to have cancer? So add up your yeses. And then you're gonna subtract them from the original score. And then of course it puts you in a little box. No, not really. Um, but it, it uh, like I've done my best to really focus um, the toxicity levels, like high toxicity, moderate toxicity and average toxicity. Hey, and if anybody wants to do this quiz, you can go to pregnancyprepchecklist.com pregnancyprepchecklist.com. Um, and then it'll give you again, the toxicity score. And then there's a little video. And then, um, then there's some action steps afterwards. If that's, if that's what you would appreciate. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. So much. And, you know, to her point, you have high, moderate and average. So bottom line is I've been doing dark field, live blood microscopy for 15 years. And I made this comment to a client yesterday, never, ever, ever, ever have I seen anybody's blood, regardless of their, their age, that doesn't have a heavy metal toxic load that doesn't have some cell wall deficient bacteria, cell wall deficient bacteria, never, ever, ever, ever in 15 years of looking at people's blood under a microscope, have I ever, ever seen anybody's blood with no toxicity? Never, not even my own child when he was seven years old and he finally let me prick his finger. So, you know, everybody has it. And it's a matter of, is it high, moderate, or is it just average? And, and that's my job as the flow prezzo and the lift queen is to make sure that we're draining out the toxins faster than they're coming in. Yeah. And to Dr. Allison's point that our lifestyle is not bringing them into us as much as possible. So we don't have to drain them out, right? This is awesome, Dr. Allison. Thank you so much. Good, good, good. Okay, let me... Okay, can we dive back into that like normal healthy period? Please do. Okay, so um, this is probably what some of you have been really waiting for and I'm about to blow your mind with a little piece of this, um, but I wanna rattle this off. It doesn't matter if I stutter, say a word wrong or if you have no idea what I'm saying, is that okay if I just like rattled this off? This is the hormone dance that is required for your body during pregnancy. Okay, during pregnancy to create a human, deliver a human. Um, okay, here's what happens to your hormones when you become pregnant. Estrogen stimulates ovulation, builds up the endometrium. The progesterone aids in implanting the egg into the endometrium and tells the body to stop menstruation. The HCG supports the development of the egg inside the ovary, supports the progesterone produ production. Slow her down, slow down. 
Oh, the point was to like kind of like overwhelm you. Okay, sorry. Just to it's like, hard to hear you. It's a okay. little too fast to hear. So okay, yeah. well, I actually was pretty impressed about my brain speed on this one. So <laughs> it must be because all my pathways are open. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So HCG supports the development of the egg, um, supports progesterone production until the placenta is formed, right? And then the placenta takes over once implantation occurs. And during the first trimester, estrogen climbs to signal organ development in the baby. Progesterone aids in protecting the endometrial lining um, and reduce the rejection of the embryo. And it suppresses the uterine contractions. HCG, HCG saves the corpus luteum from involuting or shriveling so it can continue to make progesterone. Um, bottom line, estrogen, progesterone, HCG, there's this dance going on. Like there's amazing, important things. And if your body does not have the, the energy that it needs to do these things, you're going to struggle. And so what was really beautiful, and I interviewed um, Dr. Debbie Rice, who is the uh, one of the medical assistant medical director at the Dutch, um, or excuse me, at Precision Labs, which is where we order the Dutch complete tests. Um, and she explained it beautifully um, that, okay, you've got your trimesters when you're pregnant, first, second, and third trimester, right? But what about the zero trimester? This prep work that you do, like what your hormones look like before you get pregnant is going to determine, yes, your pregnancy trimester one, two, and three, but also it will very, very much impact your fourth trimester or your postpartum period. Okay. So let's say you, we, you were going through the period or excuse me, the menstrual, um, section of the quiz and you're like, oh, well, you know, I thought it was regular because I was on a birth control. Well, by the time you get off of birth control, you don't know what kind of rebound your hormones are going to have. So again, the proper testing, like not just blood work, you need to do something like a 24 hour dried urine. Um, but it's so important to know what your hormones look like before you get pregnant, because I will tell you, I did not know this before Titus. And although I had a regular period, I can guess things were off um, because man, I was sick as a dog and everyone, what do they blame? It doesn't matter what's going on. You're so nauseous. Oh yeah, it's your hormones. Oh, acid reflux. Oh, it's your hormones. Oh, swelling in my legs. Oh, it's your hormone. Like we know it's our hormones. So now, man, I just got fired up to figure out, okay, but what are we going to do about that? Well, you can't do a lot of things that you can, if you are pregnant, you can't, can you say that the right way? Yeah. You, there's a lot of things you can do, but because you're pregnant, you can't do them then. Thank you. Um, so, but then the, I knew you could translate that and I was already on the next thought, but the postpartum period, holy crap, that smacked me in the face. I had no idea that my adrenals were so stressed to the point that um, I did, I, I carried my son to 44 weeks. Like, and then I never ended up dilating. I mean, we ended up having to go to the hospital and, and Pitocin and Pitocin and dear God, those are the, that that's terrible. Um, and we ended up with a cesarean and a healthy 10 pound baby. Like, I mean, it's so great, but my recovery girl, I'm telling you, if I did 20 squats in the kitchen, just to make the, the little boy laugh, my milk production dropped for the next day. That's how like taxed my adrenals were. And, and I know for a fact it was, it was that I didn't know what my hormones looked like before I got pregnant. The pregnancy was rough and the postpartum, I mean, the anxiety, no, I didn't accept the, you know, the depression and that, you know, you almost don't admit it, but holy crap, did I have to work hard to function for multiple reasons? So bottom line, 
Um, and that overwhelming blurb of estrogen, progesterone, and da 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 is like, we need to give our hormones some respect. <laughs> we need to be like, you do so much for us. Let's test them properly and get a good idea of what is a healthy period um, so that we can have an understanding. Like, this is not just about, hey, can I get pregnant and maintain a pregnancy? It's what are you going to feel like for your baby's first year of life? Like, this is where I feel like it's a gift to myself. Yeah, it's all about the baby and this and that, but like, really a gift to myself. <laughs> okay. That was a lot there. No, it's, it's a, the point it, that I think Dr. Ellison has made so directly and, and over the top is that our toxic environment and our toxic, toxic exposures are directly impacting our hormones. And it's not the hormones that are the problem that we walk into so many integrative functional docs. Oh, you have a hormonal problem. Go on bioidentical hormones, but that's still not getting to the underlying cause of what's causing your hormone to be off and what's causing your hormone to be off are hormone disruptors, such as heavy metals and plastics and tenol fillings and water, the chemicals in the water and the food. This is how we need to change our life. So we're not disrupting our hormones so that, you know, Listen, I, I, I'll just speak to my own case for a second. Like I never had a regular cycle. I was on birth control pill for, I don't know, from like 17 because of acne, because I had such bad acne that they're like, oh, go on the birth control pill. So I did until I was like 21 years old. So like for four years, I was on it and I got off of it and my cycle was still irregular. And then I was right. It was right after the car accident. Uh, when I was 20, at 20, uh, 20 years and two weeks, I started getting ovarian cysts a month after the car accident. And I, I had 30 <laughs> ovarian cysts burst in 10 years, and I had the most irregular cycle. And then I found an acupuncturist who, if I did acupuncture every month, I got a regular cycle. And then one month I had three cysts burst. And I was like, this isn't working. What else is there? And so that was at that point as a biological medicine, we treated my scar and it, and literally the day we treated my scar, my hormones started to regulate. That's well, I had done a lot of other things up to then. I had cleaned up my diet. I had done my one filling that I had had for only five years, pulled that out. My mother is full still to this day of amalgam filling. So I absorbed a lot of her toxins and her mother's toxins and her, her mother's, you know, both, like she said, four generations, but at 38 years old, when I said to my husband, oh, I want to get pregnant. Most women would be like, well, I don't know if I even can get pregnant. I, there was no doubt in my mind that I could get pregnant because I was so darn regular. There were, some <laughs> there were some emotional issues. I had to get married before I get pregnant. I had to do some other things. But once we got pregnant, you know, the pregnancy was easy. The birth wasn't so easy. Four days was a little rough, but he came out and I, but I gained weight. I was just telling your friend this. I gained 50 pounds in that pregnancy. And then you should lose weight when you start breastfeeding. And I gained more weight and it was a struggle for me. I think it turned on my EVD, but bottom line was there was, I regulated my hormones back and now I'm 47 years old and I, my hormones are perfect. And I know that evident by the test she just gave me. I still have an average toxicity level based upon that. I scored 24, but the, and that's because I was vaccinated as a child and I took birth control pills. And I had an amalgam filling. Those were the things that I had to take. Oh, and I do believe I have EBV based upon all of my world. But, you know, I have, I've accommodated for those. And now I at 47 years old. I'm like, please, dear God, don't let me get pregnant. Because I know my home was so ready. And I am so not ready. And if that is the will, it will be. 
that being said, like neither one of us is ready to have another kid. We are happy with our puppy and our child, but it's like, I know my body's ready for that. And it'll probably be ready for that for another 20 years in all honesty. That's, that's something like, can we tap on that for just a second? Because um, like, yeah, we're made to have babies for until we stop having a period. Um, and I mentioned to someone, you know, I mean, it's been months now, um, but Hey, you know, pregnant. And they're like, Oh, well, is it a high risk? Because you know, you're, how old are you? Aren't you like 38? I mean, I'm about to be 38. And it's like there it's implanted in people's brain. If you're older than 34 or 35, um, that it is high risk, but, um, I, we don't believe that that's true. Uh, well, I don't know for the standard person that's not doing anything for their health and, and healing and things like that, then, then maybe that's possible. But, um, one thing that I tried really hard to do in the book, um, and I thought you just brought up a, just a really great point is, um, like we want to give those people hope like that have had, like you said, you had so many cysts you had, I mean, that pain was terrible, but I can tell you like one amazing story. I had a, a young lady that I've been taking care of. She was going through the a detox program. We're working on all kinds of aspects. I mean, emotional, chemical, and physical. And um, she has been bleeding since January in her OB. Like she's had two ablations. The OB's like, I don't know. We should just do a hysterectomy. She's 27, 27. 30 days working together. She had her first regular period. 60 days, the next one, there was no PMS. There was no extra bleeding. So the point is, if you've got PCOS or endometriosis or ovarian cysts, it may take a little longer to get pregnant, but we do have amazing tools that we can implement. And I mean, you'll surprise yourself. Like picture yourself, picture your best self, um, fully healthy every day. Just continue picturing that, plug these tools in, Go see Kelly and Ian. Go hang out at the go hang out at the center and get it's Dr. Allison's book so that you know how to do this. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's I mean, that was my really big goal. And then at the end of the book, we do invite, like I've built a, a course and a membership program to walk people through. Um, hey, this is the this is the test. You know, you can click here, you can order the test for yourself, or you can coach with me. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, just another story, we had a client walk in at 32 years old with premature menopause. She'd had one child and she wanted to have another child. And um, Michael is now, he's about six months, eight months younger than Silas, her second. And it took us about six months. She had a silver filling, got it out. She got her period six months in a row, got pregnant. And now her youngest is like seven, eight years old. So I've seen a you know, lot more of the premenopause, like premature menopause at 32 years old. And they were just like, oh yeah, you're okay. And she was like, what, what, 32, you know? And, and I would say, I said that same thing to her. Hopefully she does. I'm not breaking confidence here, but you know, they're just now she's, I don't know, maybe 40, 41, 42, I don't know, somewhere in that vicinity. And they're like, oh yeah, you're just going back into menopause. And I was like, no, that means your lymph is clogged. And I, we're not waiting for you to get ill. We got to work your lymph because you need to get your period again, because you're only 42. And you know, most women should be able, as you said, to have pregnancies, it's even hard for me to say, into their 50s. And like, I'm not saying my anatomy wants to do that again. I, I you know, from my 
down here doesn't want to do that again because I had natural childbirth and I was like, oh, I see why women want to do this when you're longer, younger. You have a little more elasticity and a little bit more going on there. But bottom line is you can recover that too. I mean, it took a little bit more work on my pelvic floor and I still work on it at times, but yeah, my, my favorite thing that my mom said to me, cause I had a 10 pound baby was yeah, like, and I mean, and it was a, it was a cesarean. She's like, well, I pushed an 11 pound baby out my vagina, but I was 10 years younger than you. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, it does, it changed, like, it, it does. And so, we, but the point is, regardless of your age, regardless of what's going on, there yeah. is certainly actionable stuff. This isn't just hope. This is move forward. We just tell you stories of actual things that have happened in our clinics so that you understand you are not alone. Yeah. This, this is not unusual what you're going through. We live in an environment where people are becoming more sterile, not more fertile, yet we seem to have some secrets, particularly Dr. Allison with her book, to teach you how to become more fertile, which is awesome. And thank you so much. I know how much effort it was for you to write that book. And here you are today on our podcast, giving a little bit of this information out. And we so appreciate that. But please support Dr. Allison and her efforts to help educate the world and go purchase her book and share it with people. And she has an electronic version as well. And, you know, it's just so fabulous to have this information because growing healthy humans is what we should all be thinking about, regardless if you want to get pregnant as well, because we want to all be healthy humans. And I'll never forget when I first started to read, um, what's that stupid book? That's the bestseller that everybody reads. How to, Oh, what to expect when you're expecting. And I started reading it and I stuck my tongue out just now for those of you. And I was like, (laughs) okay, so now you're supposed to stop using a microwave. So now you're supposed to eat organic. So now you're supposed to do all these things. And I was like, this book is pissing me off because I, you should be doing these things way before you get pregnant. I was given like three copies of it as soon as I got pregnant by my friends and my family that were concerned that I was quote unquote high risk. And I looked at this book and was like, y'all, I've been living this way for 23 years. This is crap. And I, they were all nervous. I was having this baby, this medical condition in my own home. And what was I thinking at 39 years old by the time he was birthed? Just you and I are there. Well, no, we got a midwife. She's done it before for 35 years. She knows what she's doing, you know, and healthy, happy human in our home and no harm, no foul. Like it's all good. And we pray for all, all of you from our hearts that that's exactly what you get. So what's the biggest secret you've learned in all the research of the book? I have a feeling it has to do something with hormones, but what's the secret that you've learned through all of writing this book? Cause we always learn more when we teach. The one takeaway. So I asked, and this is the last chapter in the book, but I asked my midwife, I said, Hey, what is the one thing? Like you see women all the time. Like what is the biggest factor that you see? And she said, you know, I see unhealthy people deliver babies, people that don't eat well, eat like all of these things. She said, I think the most important thing when you're ready to grow a human and throughout the pregnancy postpartum, she said, it's joy and gratitude. And I think what's really powerful, just like I talked just briefly about how like stress tanked my hormones and stress does this and stress does that. I do think that it's, it's so powerful our emotions. And, and when you have joy and gratitude, it raises your frequency to a level, um, 
and that that really I think you can overcome anything. And I'm going to throw love in there too. Like that was a really cool thing with some tapping that that I learned. And um, as because you know maybe I didn't get all the metal out or I didn't do this or I didn't do that. And it's not just all the box to check. And especially if you're Type A and you have to like get it all right and get it all perfect. Um, at the end of the day, make sure you are practicing your joy, your gratitude, and then oh man, love covers a multitude of things. So. Wow. Truly from our hearts to yours, I completely agree with that. And I said to Silas the other day, are you giving me attitude or gratitude? Because the universe, and he's gonna be so pissed that I share that with everybody. I hope everybody makes that the thing. Yeah, I'm gonna do it too. And you know, I was bending over backwards so he could do certain things on this particular Sunday. And I picked him up for the part from the party that he was at. And I was like, he gets in the car and I go, Sals, really? Attitude or gratitude? I will give back to you whatever you give to me. And the universe does the same, right? God, love, we give out. And regardless, like she said, of all the things, you can do all the right things. The biggest thing you can do is in your heart, you know, ask for that human and tell that human that you are ready. You are ready to receive them. You are ready to help them grow. You are ready to help them guide them through this wonderful world that we get to experience in this playland. And that's why Dr. Allison and I started this off with a lot of fun and joy because we knew that some of this was going to be like, <laughs> there's a lot to overcome. But the reality is you can overcome everything with love as Dr. Allison has put so eloquently. Thank you for your time. We know this was a little bit longer podcast, but there's so much chock full information in here. And please share this with all your friends that are even thinking about getting pregnant, have been pregnant, now have 14 kids and want to clean up their environment. It doesn't matter the time that you receive this message. It's the perfect time. And we so appreciate everybody's time and attention as you always give the beats. We really do. And all your comments are so welcome. And please, we have your notes here where you can um, find Dr. Allison and find her book. And thank you all. And thank you so much again, Dr. Allison. Thank you very much for your time and for everything you're doing. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us and spending your time here with us at The Beats with your host, Kelly Kennedy. And I know today more than ever before, you now know better how your body works. And at the very least, we hope we've helped you raise some questions and help you continue to investigate. We are here to help you naturally optimize a better version and vision of yourself on every single level. And after today, you can better engage your innate intelligence and allow for proper regulation and proper regeneration. Make sure to subscribe to never meet, miss a beat again. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or professional advice and care by your doctor or other qualified medical professionals. This podcast is created with the intention to provide information and education. This podcast is created with the understanding that does not constitute professional advice or medical services. If you are looking for help in your journey and seek a qualified medical practitioner, or if you're looking for a biological, not meds practitioner, we can help you. Someone who's trained and a licensed health coach and someone that can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health. That's what not meds mission is about. I hope you have enjoyed listening again to this podcast. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you do, please feel free to share it with your friends, your colleagues, uh, for the tips of living the biological foundational life and living in the flow. And if you have been listening and love the show, please do leave comments. We love reading your comments. We really do. And you can subscribe to us wherever you hear your podcast.
thank you so much from our heart to yours.